Welcome everyone to the Agents of Shield podcast by Fantastic Geek, your official, unofficial voice of the Marvel Cinematic Community. My name is Pete, and joining me as always is Matt. Hello, Matt. Hello, Pete. You know, driving up with you to the recording studio at the Hydra Triskelion, some mornings it just looks so beautiful. The Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. podcast by Fantastic Geek for episode 416, What If? This is the 100th episode of Marvel Television on ABC, by the way, is brought to you by the Hydra Observer, the national newspaper. It brings us a single purpose, a single norm, a single philosophy of government. Uh, before we get going, Matt, just want to take a couple minutes to talk a little bit about everything going on with Fantastic Geek right now. Uh, we are smack dab in the middle of our Iron Fist run, the Iron Fist podcast by Fantastic Geek. We will be bringing you episode 109 this uh, Friday as we are heading into the home stretch there. Uh, Defenders, Matt, was announced. We have an air date of August 18th, uh, 2017. That happened just yesterday. Yes, it will have its own feed, uh, plus the PCP, the Pop Culture Podcast uh, that, that we offer as well. So if you're subscribed to that, you get everything. If you want to subscribe individually, again, you have that. We have our Inhumans feed up and running. Uh, we are the first Inhumans uh, podcast on iTunes, uh, also on the PCP. And we are exactly one month today, Matt, as of April 5th, until Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 and a great summer at the movie. So lots going on. Where we catch you up on what went down Pete, this episode, starting with Daisy looking for Lincoln, uh, waking up to the boyfriend. However, the shocking reveal, maybe a little less shocking with some of the uh, behind-the-scenes info shared to get us all excited for this third pod. But the reveal, nonetheless, it's Ward she's been, she's been sharing a bed with. She reaches out to pulse blast him. No pulse blast there. Great use of, of humor. He wonders if... That's the reachy, grabby thing that they're doing now that they're in love. Is that a thing we do now? Um, I kind of wish we had gone consecutively from episode 415 to 416, that week break, not the, the pods here, and been able to somehow maintain this as a secret. Um, I think the way it was blocked in the previous episode, you saw the picture of Grant Ward. So the, there's no shock that it is Grant Ward when this happens. In fact, even her asking if it's Lincoln after she had already done that in the bathroom. And we already know there, there's, there's a lack of drama. What is dramatic is that she goes for her inhuman ability and it doesn't exist in the framework, this place built around erasing your biggest regret. So clearly that is on uh, Sky's mind in this quote unquote perfect world. My only regret from this episode is how they did that ward reveal. If, if he's going to hop out of bed 30 seconds into the episode, why didn't he pop up in the bed at you know 30 seconds from the end for the previous episode if it was only to save paying him the the credited appearance in the previous episode then you're kind of penny pinching there i suspect that might be the case it's not like they didn't shoot episode 415 then 416 consecutively so if you couldn't get him on monday to do it he could have done it on wednesday or friday because he was going to be around for the next episode but we have the reveal reveal here nonetheless pete the fact that Brett Dalton is a tall guy isn't new. The fact that uh, Chloe Bennett is a, a little more on the petite side isn't new. But they shoot the two of them in such a way when he gets out of bed, crosses past her, and heads into the bathroom. They shoot him in such a way that he walks by and seems to tower over her yeah. in a very, very creepy way. Yeah, and obviously this scene is greatly informed by her history with the other ward this of course being 
a, a fictional ward. This is not uh, the consciousness of ward uploaded into this framework. So this is all her psyche projecting. Um, he reveals or programming. It could be. It could be the program. Okay, but but again, it has nothing to do with him. Agreed. And all the times that we've said unequivocally, Ward is evil, Ward deserves to die, there is no Ward redemption. This is a brand new Ward. And Pete, credit where credit is due, as I believe you noted uh, when last we spoke Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., this is the fourth or fifth incarnation of Ward. We had Good Ward, we had Hydra Ward. We had Squidward. Is there? Am I missing one in there? Uh, no, that's that's it. This is the fourth different ward he's played. There you go. Fourth in different four wards seasons. in four seasons. In what four an seasons. actor! I, I, I give the guy some due, okay. And to and to come off the bench here, Matt, okay, um, in in a way that he was unceremoniously uh because because they killed Luke Mitchell's uh, Lincoln in the same episode last year who kind of seemed to get a little bit more sympathy. I mean, obviously he was playing a, a good guy. Um, and if this indeed might be the end for agents of shield, Matt as as the clock be a ticking on a, on a possible renewal or a conclusion, uh, maybe just maybe old Brett Dalton here can finally get the praise for maybe being the most unsung uh, actor in this ensemble. Well, Pete, old spoiler Matt can tell you if there is a fifth season, get ready for it now. Get ready for uh, Framework Ward downloaded to an LMD, good Ward entering the real world. If it doesn't happen at the end of this season, I'm predicting it will happen. I'm projecting that it will happen. Uh, for a possible future season. So plenty of Ward ahead. And finally, Good Ward. Interesting. The the good word on Good Ward. Uh, but we have this backstory that uh, Ward brings up that they've spent more nights tracking in humans than actually at home. Matt, can you believe that? Who's running the briefing? Who has called them in? Um he seems to think it's somebody named Pinsky, uh, who we later see. Uh, the picture of um, the two of them together at some place uh, is, is uh, wistfully regarded by Ward, that they should go there again, wherever that is. It was a fun trip. Um, and what they're heading into Hydra HQ at the Triskelion is probably another intake briefing. So all connected here, Matt, in that it's disconnected. And also in the course, it, it, this is an episode with truly, truly effortless exposition. We are being introduced to a new world. Yes, it has the same ground rules as ours, so we don't need to understand you know, the Jedi or the Avatar people or, you know, it, it's not a vast departure, but we need to be establishing this world quickly. Uh, I don't have a bit of hand of the writer until the 40 minute mark. Uh, and early on here, she's received this text, which, of course, jump started the scene, I believe, back in episode 415, certainly uh, reiterated here. What did the text say? Come on, Sky, tell me effortless there how it's oh she's in sky mode again that's who she is by the way pete a little bit later on when uh, her name i believe is on the computer screen maybe a badge a finger covering sky's last name that's still being a mystery for all these episodes interesting anyhow pete we get the agents of shield agents of hydra title card and uh, we are driving into D.C. You can tell by the side of the uh, Lincoln Memorial there. Uh, there's a sign as well, a road sign saying, see something, suspect something, report it. Pete, the creators of this show, imagining a place, a Washington, D.C., filled with fear, filled with suspicion. Nay, as we will learn in due course, filled with hate. They're not focusing on that now. They drive on up to the Triskelion. No surprise to us that it's there, but excellent digital model. We see the Hydra logo intact. Sure does look beautiful. 
Yes, and once inside there, uh, in the garage, we have uh, our first Inhuman, uh, who is not Sky because she's not Inhuman in this reality, who promptly gets stomped by a bunch of guards. Uh, Sky nearly goes in to stop it, but has to remember who she is and what's going on. They later have a discussion here about Ward uh, having been asked by her to move in he needs a little time a little space matt i was hoping that whoever was being beaten that we would get a little cameo um of of someone familiar probably best that they are holding off whatever razzle dazzle might happen uh until perhaps as early as next week um but in the interim probably the restraint is the better virtue here to just say anonymous person being beaten not oh man let's pause and zoom on the person who's being beaten um regardless though once they've parked they're in the uh the triskelion lobby fantastic hydra logo there in 3d uh it is gorgeous and hideous in its construction and it's this point when uh ward notes that sky has her head in the clouds no pun intended and uh he shows effortless exposition uh noting that you know why is her head in the clouds after all she's the one that asked him to move in once in the office there rather impersonal open floor panel cubicle thing kind of happening um she wants to check email because you know it's what you do at hydra uh but wait anybody who's emailed you will be in the meeting uh stop it ward i just want to see what's going on and get my bearings the computers are hooked up with uh biometrics which is a difference um from shield to hydra she of course searches right away for lincoln who died in testing guess we're not gonna get that luke mitchell cameo matt you know because of the blind spot probably for the best i think we can all agree that i don't know about you pete i will give up a lincoln cameo firm in the knowledge that uh that uh luke mitchell is gainfully employed week after week on the blind spot and indeed pete i believe filming in new york but regardless glad he bounced from agents of shield to more work R.I.P. Lincoln, still R.I.P. Some other checking up here by the one-time hacktivist reveals that uh, Simmons was one of 200 uh, who died at the Shield Academy before May comes along here and uh, she's ready for Sky to join them. Sky again, kind of uh, flighty. We understand as uh, the viewer getting our bearings as well. May even threatens to drug test her. And I get the feeling in this altered reality, Matt, that if you're not on your pain reducing, attention enhancing Hydra drugs, they throw you in prison. I mean, every indication, small and big, and more to come. That uh, that you know that there's uh, <laughs> there's trouble afoot with Hydra in control here. Um, it is also firmly established for I was going to say the new viewer, but I, I doubt Shield is pulling in many people off the street nowadays. But certainly for the reoriented viewer, that uh, this is framework May, the little things of it's me, it's me, and and all of this, an attempt for uh, for Daisy for Sky to wake up her compatriots. She doesn't know how deeply the brainwashing exists at this point. Uh, her attempt to wake up May doesn't work. Um, so, alas, with that, Pete. Simmons was dead, supposedly. We cut to Simmons. Pete, classic hero shots, the hand coming <laughs> through the dirt. I know if this was one of these uh, these uh, Cinema Sins videos, there would be the sin of this being a cliche. You know what? It works. Hashtag Simmons lives. She wakes up in her own grave. She makes her way out. Bullet holes in her shirt. She concludes that she was murdered and turns around to see that she was placed there with another corpse. Just the one is a plenty. We will find out later that it was more, but that grisly visage is what we end with, Pete. Matt, how else do you end a topsy-turvy first act than with the resurrection of a character so many people 
were concerned was dead in this uh, you know, framework, that we have very obvious signs. We have uh, burn marks on her sweater. Uh, this is a mass grave. Uh, there are skulls visible, um, super effective. I don't know if you could come up with a more effective act break. Well, break it does. We return uh, with Simmons uh, still remaining with her story. Thank goodness, nothing against Sky. Just time to time to mix it up here to a parallel story. Uh, Simmons is escaping the location of her shallow grave. Uh, she she appears to be pinned in with a chain link fence, then finds a hole in it as one does. Uh, the sign on there reveals that this was Shield Academy. She notes Shield fell. Again, effortless exposition. What else could you conclude other than S.H.I.E.L.D. fell and stayed down with the rise of Hydra? Uh, a woman, Julia, drives by. She's willing to help uh, Simmons here. I could have sworn we were leading towards a setup, Pete, but instead it's some story illustration here. Uh, Simmons is able to brush away the fact that she doesn't want to talk, why she looks so roughed up. She's so terribly British, Pete. <laughs> and the raspy voice which i'm not quite sure was an acting choice the entire time it almost sounded like maybe she had a touch of laryngitis and they they played with it because she maintains it the entire episode that had crossed my mind that it sounded awfully authentic i know that going way back to uh to um Mr. Smith goes to Washington. Uh, Jimmy uh, Stewart almost said Jimmy Smith. That's a different. That's a different <laughs> story entirely. Uh, Jimmy uh, Stewart put drops of mercury into his throat, which of course is a terribly awful idea. Putting a toxic uh, metal, toxic liquid metal into your throat. My point being, though, Pete, perhaps there's less toxic things. Perhaps there's a little herbal spray that can give you that raspiness. Let let the raspiness last all day, but not you know, fill your liver with mercury. Wow. Um, and Julia here offering to bring her to D.C. Uh, she's coming from a really dangerous area where the S.H.I.E.L.D. Academy uh, was. What were you doing there? What was going on? All sorts of questions. Oh, but wait, wait. Julia didn't mean to push it. We find out a little bit about her. She waits tables. She makes earrings. She's trying to save some money for med school. This is, Matt, by all accounts, a good citizen of this framework world. And Gemma just can't maintain um, her disbelief that this is also real. And as they come up to a new inhuman checkpoint, uh, which we are told takes forever, but is worth it. Um, Gemma says aloud that they're able to check for, uh, pre terogenesis DNA. Um, she's going to need an ID. She doesn't have it. Uh, but wait, Gemma, they're going to arrest us. And then she has her shield ID, which to Julia is just a bridge too far. And she boots her out. Indeed, that uh, that that's just an impossible notion that this is one of those shield people. Certainly, certainly uh, fear in the air. Uh, I dare say the metaphor of checkpoints at, quote unquote, the border uh, not lost on most listeners, uh, and indeed the writerly intentions here of the the episode as a whole, I think come across uh, come across quite clearly. We do, however, cut to the Hydra meeting. Pinsky says that Sky is late. Shut up, Pinsky. Uh, turns out that it's May running the meeting. Uh, someone with uh, inhuman DNA has uh, has been caught. Jason Raja of Pete. It, is that is that Edison? Is this when the reveal is, or is that in a little bit? But uh, a New Jersey guy, as it turns out. Yeah, no, we we learn in this scene that he's, or actually in the following scene uh, when Sky is running the interrogation, that he was born in Edison, New Jersey. So certainly, the notion that bad guys come from New Jersey is uh, is proof of what high fiction is going on. Regardless, though, May says regarding this Jason Raja uh, that the doctor wants this fast-tracked. So pricking up our ears there as, as we continue to orient ourselves to this episode. And Pete, it's really only in retrospect, uh, not to jump out of order here, but the notion that they don't get to Matrix 
themselves out of it at the end and we're going to stay in the uh the framework for some extended period of time kind of makes sense considering how long they spend introducing this as an alternate setting and and introducing the character variations here this is no uh story dalliance this is a a story place that we are going to stay clearly we're told that uh raja is believed to be funneling terrigen crystals to uh obviously people who would unlock inhuman powers may wants this intel matt at any cost lucky for us pete it's ward and uh daisy ward and sky that are taking point on this case here pete if it was one of the characters that we didn't know then it would be difficult to follow the story with these familiar faces we know where things are headed or at least are better oriented uh indeed those two go to the interrogation room uh ward hands things over to daisy uh who is questioning uh jason um he has a government ID from Hydra. It is said here and then repeated later. These can't be faked. The notion that perhaps it's someone from inside Hydra. Uh, things move very fast away from that point, though. In retrospect, suspiciously fast. Perhaps uh, perhaps Ward is trying to move the conversation along. Uh, Daisy outs him as actually VJ Nadir, and he's inhu- an inhuman. So, Pete, some familiar faces already cropping up. But no sooner have they established him as Vijay Nadir, uh, not knowing he was in human before today, then Ward knocks him out. Indeed, with that, we cut to Simmons entering a coffee shop. Everyone is reading that venerable uh, real news newspaper, the Hydra Observer, a national newspaper. Uh, there are no smartphones either, as Simmons uh, notes. Uh, I wondered there, Pete, if perhaps that was just a deep cut in terms of uh, the roles that smartphones and social media have played in in sharing information, uh, whether it's for the uh, the Arab Spring or more things local. But uh, regardless, if nothing else, Pete, it's this horrific reveal, the notion of no smartphones, hideous indeed. Um, she deftly steals some keys and a coat uh she's about to leave then she gets found out by two hydra agents pete they're right side up hydra pins just a creepy creepy touch (laughs) uh the headline there on the on the observer the inhumans next door uh certainly establishing with a lack of intelligence and real news matt this just pervasive feeling of dread that we get from simmons side of the story and she's instantly having to explain herself to these hydra agents that uh you know uh looks like she went in a dumpster when she says she was hiking she had fallen they need to see some id must have lost it in the fall there so they wind up taking her along with them um who they find out her name is uh simmons Gemma. Okay, they examine the mark on her chest there that, uh, wait a minute, she's lying, Matt. It says she's dead, but before they know it, she's able to grab the Hydra icer and put them both down before she steals a car. I kind of dig this uh, woman of action uh, framework, Simmons. Oh, absolutely. I mean, you think if if nothing else, you think of the arc simmons has been on introduced initially literally as part of a duo and literally defined by defined in part anyway by her male counterpart i suppose the same was true for fitz in in reverse absolutely certainly pitched as a pair indeed ostensibly the bickering siblings from uh the original uh reboot of oceans 11 and and here just i mean doing all these wonderful things which of course she credits to colson as her teacher cut to teacher colson he is lecturing about how individuals were once considered to be uh to be superior more important than the state so many untruths were out there that there needed to be a single truth a single voice that it needed to be uh, stressed that the state exists over the uh, individual Pete, at this point, Burnell, 
raises his hand, uh, asks, uh, wasn't Hydra from Nazis, Nazi scientists? No, no, no. This movement, this philosophy, it predates the Nazis. So how in the world could they be like Nazis? With that, Pete, knock, knock. Who's there? Hydra agents to steal a child out of the classroom. <laughs> yeah, they're they're just so common these days. They come in for Chris Adler. Um, we do get some important exposition courtesy of Coulson and his conversation with uh, the student. The girl in Bahrain certainly mentioned ominously. Also references made to a Cambridge incident that until later in the episode, Matt, I just assumed was Cambridge in the UK. Ooh, more on that in a little bit. Uh, the Hydra agents, though, they come in there, as mentioned, they're asking for old Chris. They just need to run a few tests. The fear in the room is palpable. Uh, quite frankly, the kind of Nazi haze in the air is palpable as well. Uh, out Chris goes, hey, son, don't forget your backpack. With that, Colson says, let's get back to the lesson. Um, he had mentioned before, prior to Hydra stepping in, Matt, in this country, uh, in, in the world, there had been uh, many newspapers. And obviously, that's not the case uh, post Incident. He was just about to talk about some of them before the interruption. So uh, certainly interesting parallels between this uh, this false reality, Matt, where where regret is uh, resolved and the world that we live in. Certainly, though, this idea of getting back to the lesson, a lesson that that we must cringe with. That is one heck of an act break. After the break, though, Pete, we return to uh, May. Uh, she is arriving in the interrogation room. She splashes water on the deer. No more games. Wait a minute, Pete. He recognizes her from Bahrain. It was her who got it wrong. And uh, with that, Pete, May is ready to blow his head off. But it is Skye who, who, who talks her down and uh, indeed takes Nadir out of the room. Yeah, uh, Sky even tells May to wake up, which I thought was a little far to take it in terms of, you know, our shared hallucination and, and everything there. But uh, that obviously VJ is valuable to them, that they would uh, figure out a way to get whatever intel without harming him or killing him. Um, and uh, obviously the doctor gets the answers yeah in retrospect the movement of nadir is kind of just a story excuse for him to get stopped by guards who are then going to to welcome in the doctor and the reveal of all of that does not play so writerly uh or rather so hand of the writer uh on first viewing it is just a solid kind of organic uh escalation there uh, but sure enough, the doctor is revealed. It's Fitz. Fitz looking hollowed out and and a bit joyless, a bit world-weary. Uh, a little bit later on in the episode, I, I am sure, Pete, that a very smart uh, person in charge of his hair somehow, and I don't have the hair knowledge to, to describe it exactly, but somebody said we need to somehow on Ian DeCacaster's head replicate a, a Hitler-type look in his hair without making it look like a a copy or a farce it is a it is a gut wrenching moment pete yeah the little hitler youth kind of uh close shaved super manicured situation uh so so quite a few uh female uh viewers tweeting last night how handsome but how evil well i i always handsome shockingly evil with that, we cut to Simmons. Pete, I'll read directly from my notes. Finding a thing in a hidey hole rock. I, I must <laughs> confess, correct me if I'm wrong, Pete, they had established this beacon in the prior episode, right? They mentioned a back door and a rendezvous. We don't know what we're first looking at when this happened. She, she 
is at the bench. She pulls aside the the rock. She pulls this. I thought it was a box at first, uh, not not this device, and then makes a little mark an X on the uh, on the bench there. Clearly a signal to somebody uh, later, as we find out, uh, that is for Sky. Did you wonder, Pete, if perhaps she meant to draw a cross, but then turned it on its side to form an X? I don't know, Logan. Uh, Simmons says, come on, Daisy. Um, at this point, by the way, Simmons is still looking very beat up badly. No opportunity to swing by a water fountain. Perhaps there are no water fountains. I don't know. <laughs> it's, all, it's all bottled water, Pete, and single-use plastic uh, water bottles. I don't know. Um, I mean, it's funny that you bring that up. Um, <clears throat> we talk alternate universes for a second. Uh, fringe did a tremendous job of an, an alternate universe situation and exploring that and some of the other things that happened there. One of the very um, ominous and certainly apparent differences from one universe to the other, coffee was in an extraordinary rarity in their alternate universe, which was always something that was on the fringes of fringe. <laughs> Well, uh, regardless, uh, Simmons ends up uh, going back to uh, her her Hydra car. Uh, she looks up Daisy Johnson on the Hydra computer. Nope. Um, of course, she doesn't know that Daisy is Sky, and she doesn't know that apparently nobody knows Sky's last name, which is a fun little story conceit. But I digress. Uh, she then looks up Fitz. That is Hydra restricted. Lastly, she looks up Colson because Pete rule of three. Uh, looks up Philip Coulson, found him right away because there's only one Phil Coulson in the D.C. area. And uh, with that, Pete, she goes from looking to find him, cut to Simmons finding him. Yeah, Coulson, so good to see you. Uh, wait a minute. Don't say you were a student. Um, there's the obvious references is that uh simmons is making to the real world and then um what they're experiencing together in the, the framework but turns out matt unless you count summers as a lifeguard during vacations he's always only ever been a teacher um and she goes to the memories here are there ever moments that that memories just don't fit um while he's asking who she is uh, also explaining um, the uh, background between the two of them. Simmons gets to him having been the director of S.H.I.E.L.D. He wants to know if this is a test and he's always been loyal to Hydra. But he's not just a teacher. He's a leader. He's a great man. He shouldn't be here. Neither should she. He, with all these denials, he says he's going to report her to Hydra, but he seems kind of uh, on the fence. Um, she says that she knows she sounds like a lunatic. Uh, he's been implanted with these false memories. She has to find a way to prove it. He is escorting her out, saying, please don't mention him. She sees a hula girl, because Pete, hula, Hawaii, Tahiti, it's all the same thing unless, you know, you're concerned about subtle differences in southeast asian culture but i digress <laughs> uh, to be fair you see the hula girl i could see the mental hop skip and jump in such a such a uh, stressful moment tahiti tahiti is a real memory at least kind of because he's had memories implanted before she tries to remind him that he is phil colson agent of shield she leaves and colson breaking our hearts calls to report the subversive as Act 4 begins, Matt, we have that boy that Coulson had the exchange with in class about Hydra being Nazis, who's just tagged a car, you know, because that's what Hydra does. <laughs> it says uh, Hydra lies. Um, and uh, clearly he has not met the same Coulson that Simmons has. And they have this discussion. They have this discussion even as she passingly mentions uh, that he is merely a piece of code. Um, he, though, talks about the resistance. Again, she's acknowledging that this is her talking to the program and the program is giving her information about the resistance. 
describing it like that, it seems like lousy writing, but it really just flows forth. Um, she adds Coulson used to fight Hydra. He even taught her to steal cars just like this. A proud moment of Simmons' growth there. Then, Pete, we cut to Dr. Fitz, who is happy to burn Nadir to bring about the terrogenesis in uh, just a moment where, where Dr. Fitz is increasingly dour and sour and evil. Yeah, uh, doesn't refer to him as a patient, but the subject uh, talks about changing the world. And Sky tries to center him that this is crimes against humanity wrong. Um, but uh, May comes in, explains to the two of them that a report was called in by a teacher, Phil Coulson. Uh, wait, did you get her name? She's in her mid-20s. Um, Sky's trying to get the details to try to figure out it's Simmons. We, of course, already know that. Um, it turns out next time that uh, Ward is around Sky here that Sky needs space too. This Pete in this, this, I mean, look, obviously every episode is constructed by a writer, but this is an episode that has extra construct in that it is a, a fictional world, fictional to our characters. This is the first hand of the writer moment to my eyes. The notion that Sky is there as the doctor has brought a report of a woman, a woman that, you know, Sky is looking for. And who made the report? It was teacher Philip Coulson. And the fact that May is bringing this in to the doctor while Sky is there. To me, this is the first moment where you go, uh, too many of those and I won't be happy. Um, one of these I'm okay with. Um, anyhow, we cut to that aforementioned Colson. He is back to cutting out newspaper clippings. This one on Henry Blake. Uh, this was briefly shown earlier as well. Um, he has some odd drawings of a shield logo, a Tahiti postcard. Um, there was a Winslow arrested. There's also a uh, quartet uh, cellist, Matt, very prominently yes. seen quickly. Uh, the, the same type of uh, red car as uh, Lola. And it all ends with Tahiti there. He's putting the pieces together. And then as if it didn't hit you across the head, um, written on a piece of paper, high school girl, last name of boyfriend style it's a magical place times infinity all work and no play makes phil a dull boy uh with that we cut to sky at the aforementioned uh park she sees the mark pete i wouldn't call it an x i don't know if we're allowed to has 20th century fox <laughs> copywritten the letter x um but they anyhow she sees the x man um, she concludes, however, that she has missed the dead drop. Good news! Simmons has just arrived as well. Um, there's some catch-up dialogue that Simmons was found in a mass grave at S.H.I.E.L.D. Academy. You get plus one writers for showing us one body, well, I guess two, the, the, the re, uh, reanimated Simmons, and that then becomes a mass grave. You no, there, was, there were skulls. Were there skulls? Okay, there I, were. Uh, Pete, I, I was tweeting both fast and furious. Um, but again, bottom line, just just uh, some reiteration there verbally that there was a mass grave. Um, good news, the beacon has been found, starting to stitch back together uh, to the prior episode that that's their way out. And with that, Pete, Ward has found them. Yeah. Um, for him to come along at this point in the story, uh, Simmons mentioning that she thinks Hydra murdered her. Uh, there's also back and forth here. Uh, Simmons explaining that uh, Coulson let Hydra arrest a child, while um, Sky explains that uh, May is like the Hydra number three before Ward shows up and draws down on the two of them. That is the image with which we uh, break the act. We come back. Ward still has the gun on them. Sky lowers her gun. Uh, he's asking, "Is she your source? Is she? Is is Simmons the the? Uh, or pardon me, rather, is Sky the the insider? No, no, no. In they the swear. resistance, yes, 
They swear that Sky is not part of the resistance. Reveal. Well, Ward is. See, Pete? Hashtag good Ward. Um, he shoots a Hydra baddie, which to me at that point, I said, okay, the writers have made it clear. Ward just shot Hydra. Ward is resistance. Um, and uh, he takes them away. He's got news for Sky. Get ready for this, Pete. She's an inhuman. <laughs> Yeah, and obviously in his situation, he is, ready, Matt, shielding her uh, from Hydra. Uh, there's a, a, a shootout as they drive here out the back of the vehicle. Um, Ward got VJ the ID. Um, it is Ward who is the mole. They need to watch out. However, there are drones coming or dwarves or whatever the doctor invented. I love that there is this reiteration because it truly took Simmons saying what I'm about to to note for for the the writerly flourish to be hammered home. Ward is the double agent inside Hydra. And it's like, oh, my goodness, they Ward is always the double agent. Ward is even the double agent here. And it's it's such an excellent uh, retread would be disrespectful. Such an interesting revisiting of this notion that now in, in a world of bad, double agent Ward is good. Um, with that, though, the car that they're in, they, they end up in a parking garage. Uh, there's a bit of a fast drive there, conveniently uh, blocked by, you know, third-party traffic. Um, he says the metro is just that way. The apartment is two stops away. He's going to clear the car. Luckily, Pete, this Hydra car carries with it a gallon or two of gasoline in the <laughs> trunk in one of those red containers, something that you are never supposed to drive with unless you're taking it from your, from your local gas station back to, you know, your home or whatever. Um, you know what, Pete? It's probably just... It's probably just A, a Hydra policy, or B, we're now in this netherworld of can things be mis be writerly mistakes in the framework, or are they just programmed mistakes? Certainly works out well here for Hydra that they can never run out of that last gallon of gas. Yes, May updates fits here. Uh, the update, again, conspicuous because there's this one girl who uh, they are looking for. Meanwhile, the ID is revealed to not have been a forgery. They, Hydra, know they are dealing with a mole. And it's funny, Matt, because Fitz's father always said, you have to have trust to be betrayed. His old dad. Gee whiz, Pete. I wonder, I wonder what, uh, I wonder what'll happen if Fitz's old dad shows up. Hashtag spoiler, Matt. But Fitz here noting that the mole must be cut out like a cancer, Pete. There's discussion again about what happened up in Cambridge. Uh, the director, well, we don't know who that is, um, and uh, brainwashing. Um, and uh, suddenly it's back with uh, Simmons and Sky and the discussion about taking away the pain in the framework for May, that pain was Bahrain. Instead, the little girl wound up killing kids in Boston for fits. Uh, take away the best thing in his life, Gemma Simmons, which was you. And look how he winds up for her. It was um, for, for Sky. Uh, it's not mentioned here, but you know what happened with her transformation. Uh, but she's looked up Lincoln, um, that he's uh, he, he died during testing, and they resolve they have to get out, they have to get back up, they have to talk to Yo Yo. Um, but that's not exactly going to happen anytime soon. In this place, just a few changes, and now it's a brave, new, terrifying world that itself its own commentary on ours i dare say uh daisy wants out they're ready to push the button this is the the anti take the red pill take the blue pill scene they push it one two three hand squeeze and they are still there pushing the button should wake them up it appears that their exit has been recoded 
very clear exposition here. Not complaining one bit, just makes it clear what's going on. They are trapped. With that, Pete, Fitz has gone up to see the director. And in the, oh, duh, I should have seen this coming moment, Pete, who's the director? That would be Madam Hydra. A.K.A. the visage of Ada, which it's like, duh, of course, she's made this She's taken this place over the top, above and beyond what Radcliffe had wanted. Of course, she's in charge of Hydra. She notes that she has eliminated the loophole for the escape of uh, of this mysterious woman. She has surveillance on one of them, but Ada won't let Fitz see this idea. Certainly, Pete, that perhaps they can finally have, have a flashback and then suddenly have all their memories come rushing in, kind of lost style if you will um he gets more and more angry he has to protect what they've built pete he has to protect her and then pete they smooch ah the heartbreaking yes uh madam hydra doesn't want him distracted his anger won't solve it matt it's his creativity they need which she apparently can kiss out of him as the uh fifth act ends the tag scene, Coulson's leaving school late at night, like all hardworking teachers do, Pete. He's been doing the paperwork. He gets into his car. Daisy is there. Uh, Daisy? Hey, Daisy, <laughs> Scott. Pete, it's our Daisy. It's the framework's sky. It's Coulson's nobody so far. Hey, she says. He asks, are you with the other person? Uh, I'm sorry, we haven't met. Tro Coulson tries to swear her off. Daisy pleading, remember me, but he can't remember her. She keeps on talking, keeps on describing. Then Daisy, boom, the end. The loveliness, Matt, of this upside down experience for our characters mellowed just a little bit by the, uh, the, the in memoriam, if you will, for, uh, Bill Paxton, of course, who passed away in the hiatus here. The, uh, the note in loving memory of our friend, Bill Paxton. The dossier. A detailed look at our bad guys, Pete. Let's start with the baddest mamma jamma there is, May. We knew that she was the one for certain who wound up in Hydra coming out with the the Hydra uniform on, on the Triskelion at the end of the montage when Sky went into the framework. But there's just something about seeing Ming-Na in the role where she can eat up being a bad girl. Yes, indeed. I, I mean, here she's able to... to and I mean this in the best sense, she's able to portray a May without any requirement of subtlety or shading or, or uh, questionable moral compass. You know, was, was this the right thing? Was that the right thing? It's just all, all bad to the core, and it's absolutely wonderful. Next, Pete, on the list, I dare say the first time that uh, this individual has ended up on the dossier, it is Colson himself had to happen at some point and it's heartbreaking when it does and you know i dare say matt you and i uh in the vocation that we hold in our lives in education to see this man wind up there but in an indoctrinated emasculated role matt is is maybe the cruelest twist of the knife Indeed, uh, to see him so nicely, so paternally explaining why the state is greater than the individual, something which which I, I, I dare hope all our listeners, regardless of their political philosophy, can agree is something fundamentally uh, in opposition to the, the morals and foundations of this country and many other countries, to see him so easily sharing that view uh heartbreaking stuff indeed and and just delivered with such homespun wisdom it's it's difficult to accept pete next on the old dossier list here is dr fitz we did not expect him to wind up uh with hydra thought 
you know, particularly because of the way that he was seen coming out of a limo, that he would have found himself in in industry, that that uh, he he'd have some kind of other role. Nope, uh, it's it's the second biggest gut punch, of course, after you know the the lovable uh, Coulson, the 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 lad fits here, winding up in a nefarious position, torturing people. Uh, coming up with uh, instruments of death rather than that of salvation. It makes sense that uh, Ada, who we are going to discuss next, that Ada would place him so close. Um, She, of course, had a number of dealings with him and where she doubtless viewed Radcliffe, A, somewhat paternally, and B, saw him to be flawed you know he had wanted to take her offline to to remove the framework uh fits is a more likely pairing for her intellectually uh particularly with this uh this bit of brainwash to him and indeed pete we end last she has not named this but she is certainly appropriate of the title madam hydra well fits does call her madam and uh, something that Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. has done through its social media, uh, thrown out there, the idea uh, of Madam Hydra. So uh, we, we'll call her that. She's, she's not called Madam Hydra, just Madam here in this episode. Uh, we're not going to mention the, uh, the other idea that's out there on their social media. So it's, it's meant to be there, but we won't bring that up until that's glimpsed on screen. Welcome to level seven. Time to analyze and theorize. Pete, first up, a question for you as we take a hard look at the world of the framework as well as undoubtedly are meant to take a look at our world. Are the inhuman checkpoints that we see Simmons and Julia encountering, is that just a chance for Hydra to flex its muscle and remind people who's in charge? I mean, they seem truly concerned about the threat of inhumans. So I don't think this is window dressing. Um, Coulson has been indoctrinated. This is swallowing of the, the, the state's line about the fear of inhumans. And uh, some people buy it in his uh, auspices. Um, you know, the, the one student does not and, and doesn't see eye to eye. But uh, Fitz has to know differently based on his, uh, um, his scientific background, if not wrapped around the finger of uh, Ada's Madam Hydra. So I, I don't think this is a glorified TSA that, you know, we're, we're going to make people uh, feel like they're safe. I think they truly believe in the mission that they're doing. Otherwise, what would be the sense of this false reality to, to present uh, something that's not really a threat? Surely, Pete, you're not suggesting that uh, under Hydra's leadership, there's less focus on science and more focus on mere rhetoric. Well, I mean, with, with their budget cuts and all, I'm, I'm sure we'll see. I've heard, though, Pete, that Madam Hydra has dedicated up to $77,000 of her, of her paycheck uh, back to, uh, to budgets and stuff. But I digress. Pete, here's another one for you. Mocking Lance, if you had to choose one, particularly based on uh, Spoiler Matt's old old look at social media feeds and such, who do you think's going to be uh, coming back possibly, maybe, for Shorzy's? Well, when you tie in Sky's biggest regret of becoming an Inhuman and that she's not an Inhuman in this reality uh, actively, you know, um, the the story bit about being able to detect their DNA and that Ward is covering her. Um, how do you not bring back Antoine Triplet? Let's hope so, Pete. Particularly, uh, I, I don't I don't know that he. Uh, how do I put this kindly? Um, given that they're not making pitch anymore, which I think is done during the TV season year, and I think being Mary Jane is made what is called off cycle he might be available that would be that would be as sweet a return 
as any, and indeed his loss still a sting that exists. Pete, do you have any theories? Well, I mean, we bring up uh, Trip. How about uh, the possibility, and we've mentioned it before, about uh, Mockingbird and Lance Hunter showing up somehow, some way, Matt? Well, hey, cover your ears, kids, but... uh... It looks like uh, it looks like uh, Nick Blood has been spending a lot of time in L.A. in the last six weeks or so. I think that's probably a slightly better bet than the uh, than the already employed, already under contract elsewhere, Adrian Palicki. But you know, a fellow can dream. Let's check the wire, Pete. First up, a really, really great question from uh, Utsav Bansal. That's real Utsav Bansal on Twitter. He says, where are the Avengers at all in this Hydra world? Uh, And uh, my response to him was basically that uh, Radcliffe must have edited them out. Also, it saves the TV show lots (laughs) and lots of money from needing to deal with them at all. So that's win-win, Pete. Yeah, they're a little expensive uh, to think that you're going to get all those guys in there. And it's a convenient way to do it. It would be interesting to see if there's any kind of reference made, but that Inhumans are on the run. The idea of enhanced powered people beyond that, I'm sure, would be mistrusted as well. Uh, In response to my tweet about Simmons and the raspy voice, oh man, uh, Cody Deegan, that's Cody42295, uh, responded not only to us, but to uh, Elizabeth Henstridge and the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Twitter account. I love it so much. Heart emoji, heart emoji, heart emoji. So <laughs> some, uh, some, some common thinking there on Twitter. Lastly, Pete, uh, I had tweeted out to Marissa Tancherowen and Jed Whedon uh, early on in the episode, nine minutes into the episode, in fact, Thank you for this ultra creepy, blazing hot science fiction referendum on the real world. It's incredible. It got some retweets. It got some likes. Just want to point out, Pete got a uh, got a like from Miss Tancherowen herself. So uh, definitely feeling good about that. To iTunes we go, Matt. We had a review left for us by Video Mook. Uh, was left actually today, April 5th, 2017. And the headline reads, P-H-E double hockey sticks of a good podcast. Five stars. So you, you see he put the P-H. The, the, yeah. I got it. Okay. I, 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 I love the, the p- word play. Wait, no, it doesn't it, work there. The word p-play. P- word p-play. P- 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 word p-play. P- p- and uh, the review reads, really like the Fantastic Geek podcast. Their humor and positive outlook on all things Marvel is appreciated. I can even listen to them with my kid in the car because Fantastic Geek keeps it clean. Well, we certainly take pride on that. I must confess, Pete, we we did venture into some PG-13 territory in the last Iron Fist podcast, but we were just following the episode where it went we always strive to bring the highbrow approach to things uh, to bring our to bring our uh, our brains to it. So thank you for the kind words there, dear reviewer. Absolutely. Pete, also huge thanks, huge thanks, as some might say, to our patrons on patreon.com slash fantastic geek. All of these podcasts ex- exist within a framework where uh, we got to pay to play. And uh, we are we are just so honored that people are helping us along our way there. There are some perks there as well. But uh, as we've been saying, whether you give at the Madam Hydra level or the Simmons on the Run level, it's all from the heart. And that truly, truly means so much to us. But Matt, the real heart of Fantastic Geek is that people can follow you on Twitter. How can they do that? I am on Twitter as Looking Back Lost with not a ton of followers, but I like to think that it is a it is a highly cultured uh, bunch of people who only want to hear the very best insight. Pete, how can people follow you? I, of course, can be found on Twitter at Peter, P-I-E-T-E-R-J-K-E-T-E-L-A-A-R, 9,141 followers. Can't be wrong. 
And if you'd like to be in touch with the podcast in general, we are Fantastic Geek. That is fantastic with the P and the H. FantasticGeek.com, FantasticGeek at Gmail, FantasticGeek on Twitter and Instagram as well. Pete, is there anything else? Facebook.com forward slash FantasticGeek with the P-H. All one word. Picked up a bunch of likes with our latest giveaway of a Rogue One, a Star Wars story digital download code. There are more coming. So, uh, you know, get yourself on our Twitter, get yourself on our Facebook. Uh, There's all sorts of reasons to be there. With that, Matt, I will bid a fond farewell and give you your final word. Had enough? No. Next time, we'll get back with the lesson. (laughs) 